0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Friday,
1: 1135. That means tech talk, of course, with Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing. Uh, This... Uh, Radio Gem is brought to you every Friday at 1135 by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing awesome. I'm doing very well. Actually, I'm doing phenomenally better than I thought I would be, but, you know, there's a reason for that. You know, I'm celebrating a birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. I saw that earlier today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Celebrating my birthday. So, I am I, very. I woke up this morning, and I was, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. Michelle, uh, God bless her. Uh, love her dearly. I got a fresh cup of coffee. I got a uh, homemade egg McMuffin and... And, and then I got amazing gifts. I, and I, I can share this. I got an inflatable six-foot Millennium Falcon pool dinghy. Oh,
1: so, okay. So, One of those I inflatables. Mean, okay. It just
0: takes the age. It just makes me five years old. So I got a <laughs> lover. I was like, this is amazing. So, yeah, so I can't wait. I mean, summer's over. It's the first day of fall. But I'll be uh, I'll be taking that to a pool near you. So, oh, okay. You know, I, was, anyway. I thought
1: Michelle bought you the dinghy because of what's going on in the basement. But, okay. <laughs> You know the flooding's gone now. You know flooding's gone. I
0: got the basement resolved, oh, okay. but uh, and just in case there's a crisis in the city, I've got a I got a Millennium Falcon rubber dinghy to save everybody in the city of Hamilton. <laughs> so that was well, my birthday gift. Well, great. I love happy it. birthday Absolutely. to Thank you. That's you fabulous. So much. Thank you. Let me ask
1: you something before yeah. we get into tech talk because we just finished our Lions Lair stuff and yeah, you're familiar with the great stuff they Absolutely. do. Absolutely. You met uh, Melissa Houghton just yep. a couple of seconds ago as you were coming into the studio. What would it have been like? Now you've you've done well. I mean, FPM and FPM three marketing are, are just going gangbusters now, and they're doing fabulously. Yeah. But just think of the trials and tribulations that you went through starting up those <laughs> yeah. businesses. Yeah. What would it have been like if you had things like David Carter and the Innovation Factory and people like that to, oh. as, as support services? You know what? Because you you were you were. There, you were on the trapeze without a net.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was. I would say my story begins with uh, when I started the business. I, I, you know, today what I love about the Innovation Factory is that there is guidance and, and advice and good support. And what they're giving them in support that I think not only uh, these ideas are phenomenal, all of them are are great. And and what I love about I love entrepreneurs, and I and, and I'm very much supportive on all this. I, I love listening to the show before I come in, and even meeting a lot of the people that are involved in here. This is this has got to be, in my opinion, way too late. And I think it's great that they're doing this now because this is – got to take out all the mud and all the garbage that it takes to run a business. When I started years ago – and it's funny, you started with Melissa just early in the show and it made me giggle as I was driving in uh, uh, to talk – is you never know the path you're going to take in your secondary education. You yeah. go in and you think yeah. I'm going to get a job. In my case, I wanted to be a computer programmer. I was really passionate about coding and database and developing and AS400s and all of this stuff. And I ended up taking radio broadcasting, again, not for a path that I couldn't wait to be on the air. I had no passion for radio. There was just no exams, and I'd love to drink at the Arnie. So I was thinking <laughs> to myself, where could my career go? And you don't know. You don't know where you're going to go. And ideas like Melissa had with her uh, great invention, and, and you know, as Jake had with his drumming. Uh, I actually oh, yeah. met with him the other uh, the other day, and we were talking about how, how things are progressing from Lion's Lair. Uh, uh, was yeah, there was a couple of years year. ago. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still moving on. I'm giving him some advice we met outside uh, outside afterwards so i get really pumped and excited because it, it's got so much opportunity and one thing about starting a business is that it can be extremely discouraging and when you look in the newspaper you hear about all these things right now the liberal government and all this tax hindrance on small business you know what one thing about small business that i have to say those that want to get into it the ideas they're formulating that they're piecing together and in my case If you're passionate, you're gonna be successful. Regardless of how many red tapes and government people standing at your door, or all the regulations and all the zoning and all the elements you're gonna be tying in with, this is great because you need someone, and I'm going to call it the mentor to yeah, back are, yeah. back you up and say you can do it. Your ideas are great. Don't worry about accounts receivable, account payable, and building permits and business licensing and all that. Yes, you got to do it, but that's what the Innovation Factory does: is it gives you that mentorship, that gives you the guidance that you normally would never have. And you know what? And it would be uh, it would be an extreme challenge, I think, without it, especially in today's. Uh, operations for any small business to start up and get off the ground.
1: Yeah, they do outstanding work. And, yeah. uh, and so do you when you're teaching the guys up at Mohawk, too, with this, the stuff that you do. And uh, Those support services are there, and that's the most important thing. That's right. Now uh, let's let's get into business. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Uh, iPhone eight that you talked about a couple of weeks ago yep. has gone on sale today. <laughs> my uh, my good friend Graham Richardson from Global, yep. up, he's up in Ottawa now. Right. Uh, he tweeted me a picture earlier this morning from uh, in, in, in the Apple Store. I guess yep. in one of the malls. He right. said he says iPhone eight going. There's about four people standing there. Yep. He says no security needed. Twelve hundred bucks is what it's going for right now. Yeah. Have they priced themselves out of out of popularity with us?
0: You know what? When you compare it to the Note eight, they've actually got themselves at a good deal i mean if you're really i think if you want to talk about some that have absurdly priced it i think the 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 samsung line has is overpriced i mean the reason i i i i was ready to buy it and when i take a look at what you can get with the iphone the iphone 7 really i mean other than security features it runs a little better um apple has done this before and in fact i see this now so much with their uh, uh with their phones especially with the iphone x the iphone 8 people, Apple is always innovatively a little ahead when it gives you your hardware. So what I mean by that is that iPhone that we could buy today, the even the 7, it is capable of upgrades for probably three to four more uh, uh, upgrade points. So, you know, a lot of people right now, if you have an iPhone 4, Apple's been very much in line with, well, that's outdated, that's not going to be able yeah, to keep up yeah. with, with their standards. The iPhone 8 and X are going to be so powerful. You probably, my concern for Apple is that the price is decent you won't need to upgrade it I'm gonna have to guess at least Three to four years. That's going to hurt Apple because you don't need to keep buying a new phone when you but got that's, the hardware. Because that that's powerful. how they
1: really got off the ground running. I mean, yeah. to Graham's point, you know, three people or four people lined up inside the store for the you know to buy their the twelve hundred dollar yeah. phone. Uh, you p- juxtapose that with the pictures of when the the, the app the iPhone first came out. Yes, they were lined up down the streets. They that's did right. have to have security because of the the number of people that were there. Right. Uh, nobody, not everybody, can afford twelve hundred bucks. I'm not suggesting Apple's going to go out of business. They're going to sell a lot of phones. Absolutely, but. Not to the same extent.
0: Well, and, and I think we're seeing that level of where the phone quality of, of products are are now. Apple, and, and, and if I have to use Samsung, the S Galaxy line, they've now got to the mark where you look at a phone to a car. You know, and, and, and they are luxury, powerful tools. And I'm going to say tools. They are not toys. So you're working with who wants a tool that's going to cost that much you you're obviously putting a lot of horsepower under that engine and you know what one thing no one's talking about is exploding batteries right now okay notice that that somehow has disappeared everything's just about oh look at this phone, look at this phone the one you want to keep an eye out on is that i look at uh, let me go back Apple X the Galaxy S note line they are basically the Ferrari and Lamborghinis of today gorgeous machines very powerful underneath they are a luxury item and unless you can really really A afford it, B can justify the value. It's a waste. And we're going to see, and I'll tell you why, because the announcement this past week, Google buying HTC for 1 billion. And we're seeing Huawei now in the top three phones that are available. And these phones are less than $500 and can give you a great camera experience, a powerful capability of talking, texting, upgrading at a fraction of the cost.
1: It's like that episode of Friends years ago, uh, and Chandler's bragging about getting his brand new PC. <laughs> oh, it's got giga- this many gigabytes of yep, this. And that, that's right. They're, they're, and <laughs> what are you going to do with that? And he says, oh, games and stuff, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. That's really yeah,
1: it. So, I mean, in other words, the, the X is not for everybody.
0: No, no, it's not. I mean, it, it's it's really overkill. I mean, it's like you know, buying a Lamborghini to go to school. I mean, really, you just need to get a point B. You can do it on a bus. And it's half the cost and you pay a monthly rate to the uh, to the city. So I really look at the phone and think it has some pretty amazing things, but you can easily, unless you ab- absolutely have to have my facial recognition and I need all of the ID security features, then you know what? Maybe it makes sense, but you can get a great phone for half the price. And there's a lot of products out there that are at the same level or standard you may be expecting.
1: All right, let's uh, get into uh, some of the stuff we want to get into today, because I know that i am I wanted to touch on the Apple stuff because it's yeah. going to be front of mind sure, for an Apple, a lot of people. What's Walmart up to? Of course, you we know, always want to get an update from Walmart.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't like to get Walmart too much, but I thought this was intriguing because retail is taking a whole different life of its own. And we can see that a lot with online shopping. Right now, Walmart wants to deliver directly, not to your home, in your home. What? Yes. Right now, they're doing some test markets in the States, uh, particularly in California, where you can now order directly from Walmart. You will be able to order your groceries. You'll be able to order maybe a product item or otherwise. You will give them a key code to your, uh, to your home because you have a smart home. I mean, obviously, we all have smart homes now. A one-time access key code, which will now allow you to have Walmart arrive at your home, come into your house, and put your groceries away. Or be able to put the product directly on your counter, market delivered, and be able to leave. So this is something we may be seeing. It's a pilot project. It's obviously based on a trust factor. Um, everything's being somewhat controlled from a monitoring uh, standpoint, which we'll get into some of the other uh, smart tech products later on. But yeah, Walmart, you might be able to order it, not have it at your front door, but have it in your fridge when you get home at night.
1: Because I mean, some uh, supermarkets, grocery stores have already done this where you can pre-order online as I mean, right. an app, Yeah, uh, but you still have to go pick it up. That's right. You yep. just go in there. There's a place up in, in Collingwood like that where you, and there's got these, I think there's six spots. Left over, and you drive there, yep. and the guy comes totally out there and, and puts the stuff in the car, and off you go. Yes. Well, this this eliminates that part of it
0: now. It, it's it's elimination. It gives them a one time access to your home or your property to be able to drop off the items. You know, um, so this is something that takes it one step better because you come home and it's not sitting on your doorstep, not going to get stolen. It actually, you know, will be in your home again. The joke would be, wait a minute, then why can't they just come in and steal everything out of my house? Well, in most cases, you would obviously trust Walmart's doing all the due diligence on the bonding side but hey think of the convenience factor you show up at home you don't have to like put your groceries away it's all there for you it's kind of like your buddy going to pick up the groceries just
1: to put the groceries away is worth yep. it right there
0: <laughs> right exactly
1: <laughs> all right listen we were talking uh, the first part of the program here about startups and entrepreneurship yeah. like that but you came across some rather troubling stats on this yes. and this is on a global basis am I yes, talking about locally here
0: correct Yeah, one of the things I thought was extremely interesting is hitting the economy. And I want to talk about it is that there was a Census Bureau that did a test. And what they were claiming was that startups were 558,000 in 2006. As of last year, only 414,000 businesses had startup. And a lot of it was based on one simple thing. The slump is not because of the Great Recession. It's because we got a lot of companies that are gobbling up the little guys and there's not enough competition in the market. This is not just, uh, you know, in our area. This is in the United States. This is across the board. So that number is really, really dropping a lot of drops and a lot of it is just because of the co- you know the concentration of major corporations really crowding the market making it difficult That's part of the reason I got a little excited was part of our topic today. When you take a look at, well, you know, a greenhouse, uh, you know, when Melissa was describing the greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and you know what? This is, again, a challenge where we got to constantly be innovative and stuff like that for small business because there is a lot of ways we can make things a lot better and part of it is in the small business. That's where innovation comes in. And this is gonna be a problem if it continues because as big companies go in, they look for more bottom line profit. They're not looking for innovative ways that maybe could be a, a little more investment to become better um you know you take your teslas and everything else under the sun that maybe are being a little more progressive when it comes to technology but what about that little guy with a great idea and you know and they and they're the ones like again how long have we had greenhouses how long have we been dealing with growing in our own backyard we have fertile soil we've had challenges of hydro and labor and everything else how do you make that better well i can guarantee you loblaws did not sit there pardon my french on loblaws right now but nobody's sitting there going how can we help the growers Come up with a better way to be more efficient, so we could buy our tomatoes from them. Guarantee that would never happen. So this is—I'm getting passionate. Sorry about that. I'm no, going to back it's, off it's, for a moment. It's, it's
1: <laughs> true, and it's—it's it's not a yeah. new phenomenon because it's always happened. Uh, where, you know, the huge conglomerates uh, will sometimes buy out this small entrepreneur. Yeah. And and they basically bury the idea. In other words, uh, we'll give you $10 million for your business. Right. Hey,
0: that's great. What a right. great success story. Right.
1: But the technology dies with that.
0: I, You know what? A concern I have with Melissa is that she will come up with a great solution. She will start to launch this and it wouldn't be in their best interest for Loblaws or any other big grocer or Whole Foods for argument's sake. I mean, look at that. That just got bought by Amazon. I mean, when you take a company that's going to come on a large scale and buy that up. And I mean, I, I certainly hope Melissa really does continue and grow and be successful and doesn't stop at that. And Amazon doesn't come to her with a big check of $10 million and go, we love your idea. We think of the great. And uh, they don't continue. And that tends to happen when small businesses have great ideas, they get pot, and then they never proceed.
1: Well, anyway, uh, but uh, Melissa and others are going to just have to be cognizant of that too. Yep. And, and sometimes, by the way, I don't want to paint them all with black hats because sometimes no. they, they do embrace that technology and, and et cetera. But uh, we still need to encourage small business, right. and you're absolutely yes. right. And that number is uh,
0: is something that we need to be concerned about like this. right this. What's going on with Yadoggy? Yeah okay, so there's we all have pets, we all love pets, and you know what? There's a product out there called Yadoggy. Yeah and if you've got a if you've got a, a dog, this is a great feature. For fifty dollars a month, you will get not only a shipment of dog food. Yadoggy yeah comes with a smart scooper. Okay, a smart. Sc- <laughs> I can't say it without laughing. A smart scooper. The smart scoopers for the food, not for the other scooping oh. purposes. Sorry, I, I just kind of laugh because they do call it a smart scooper, yeah. and it, and I like how they define it. It's got an algorithm <laughs> It's got an algorithm in the scooper that can calculate your dog's health needs, so you can be able to know that when you know Buster or or, or Miffy is looking at you, you don't go, oh, you must be. <laughs> He must be hungry i just got visions of me going sorry miffy your scoop says you've had your share <laughs> <laughs> you know like hey, i can see dad don't you know, look at me like that don't the look at me like that the yeah. scoop says you're finished because yeah. you know what they're so cute and adorable and they give you that look like i haven't eaten in days and all of a sudden meanwhile they just finished eating oh sure you know your wife or husband just finished leaving yeah. and you got home late and you're like oh my god you must be starving listen we,
1: you know they play this trick all the time yeah. okay uh, you know, Rebecca may be late coming home from work, and, and so, okay, I'll feed the dogs, don't worry, and I do, and and they chow down on the stuff, right, and yes. they're having a great time. Yeah. She comes in the door 20 minutes later, and they're looking at her like, he hasn't fed us all day, <laughs> it's it's,
0: there's no yeah. water. Yeah. And this they, they give, these,
1: well, that's what, the you know, puppy eyes, right?
0: Yeah. This solves every problem you could ever have. and for $50 a month, you get a nutritional meal, you get doggy toys, you get an actual algorithmic scooper that comes smart and connects to your smartphone so you know, A, how much you should have fed. B, when it was fed and who did it. So, this is all critical when it comes down to taking care of your dog. Don't let those puppy eyes fool you into it overeating.
1: Dogs will hate it. <laughs> uh, you, as a pet owner, will love it.
0: Exactly. So- <laughs>
1: Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about, um, um, because we were talking earlier about uh, uh, time limits on telephones, etc., yes. like this, okay, and the Apple Series 3. Uh, and it, it, this kind of sounds like we're going back to the future, to back to the old days of time
0: limitations. You know, again, <laughs> Bill, you and I have talked many times. I know you love Apple, and I, I don't bash Apple. I think Apple's a solid product. Okay, I'm going to get down to the point. The product of the Apple Series 3 watch really was killing me i mean it was really painful to watch and this watch will allow you with a sim chip the capability of talking and texting without your phone i've had my watch on tech talk with you for the last four years yeah, yeah. i'm still using this phone i can run it off a separate sim chip for all this time my average right now on my watch is three years old i get on on average two days when i'm on my cellular on my phone on my watch apple unfortunately has got it down to one hour. So unfortunately, keep this in mind, folks. As much as you want the latest and greatest, that $400 watch you're gonna wrap around your wrist, it's only gonna give you one hour before you're gonna have to charge it. So before everyone goes jumping out and grabbing this thing, just think about that, Uh, one hour of talk time. And I don't even think the first cell phones in the world ever had one hour of talk time, but that's what the watch has if you're gonna be putting it on the SIM chip.
1: I gotta think we had about a minute left here. And and this is very timely. Following Steve Martin on Twitter, well, I always do. Yeah. Uh, he was talking earlier about uh, having some fun with Alexa. Yes, uh, and, and how we can't stand it. Yeah, he says he says Alexa doesn't like me. I think Alexa was an old girlfriend of mine. <laughs> uh, I wished I'd thought of that line <laughs> But anyway, uh, apparently yeah. th- th- This idea about uh, having it in the home Not a good idea?
0: No, no, in fact I would say that Alexa probably is one of those Things you don't want to keep in your home anymore and, and, But one is, it's very difficult To understand what Alexa is trying To help for you, it is very difficult To deal with Alexa when it comes to actually Getting it to help you, part of it is that They don't they don't give you the answers quickly But Alexa's coming out now with a smart glasses If you can believe this So you used to have that box and yeah. you know Used to it only came out three months ago, but now Amazon's got the Alexa Watch, which connects directly to the internet and is voice operated. So now, remember Google Goggles? Yeah. Now yeah. you can carry Alexa around your face, and now you can order, get the weather, do as you wish with Alexa to be able to get your information um, using Alexa, which I have, I, and I use a lot of voice assistant programs between Google and Apple Siri puts Alexa to shame. I almost feel like it's it's like the unfortunately uneducated stepchild of which Siri <laughs> was able to overpower. Because Alexa, really, unless you just want to check out the price of what's online on Amazon, that's all Alexa's really good for. If
1: Siri is that much better, that tells you where Alexa is. Tech <laughs> yeah, uh, Talk, we do this every Friday at 1130, brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks, Bill. Yeah, we'll see you soon. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML